Hold on. Right, this is a Chicago uh, Guerrilla Journalist broadcast, and it's Saturday, April 21st, 3.11 in the morning, and I have a guest speaker that's in Chicago, Illinois, right now, and he's going to share his story, and how he's also going to share how I, we've been working together to do some good stuff. Now, go ahead and give us your story, Little C. I'll call you Little C. <laughs> go ahead. What's your story, little C? Give us speak up so we could hear you clearly. Well, my story will be like starting from the beginning, from where I had one struggle with, uh, you know, making money at a time and point in my life where I had, you know, to hustle and uh, you know make my way on making money and having to uh, uh, go on a day to day basis. On, you know, on being on a being on on a, on a hustle, you know, every day and trying to survive on on a basis too. Sometimes when you know, sometimes you would struggle with, uh, you know, not having money to eat or having a place to stay. You know, uh, having your own home to stay at and and just being able to, uh, you know, live your life. Uh, as, as a citizen that you, you know, as, as a citizen that you are in, in the environment that you, you're, you are raised in and you grew up in and, you know, so it's like being in that environment, you begin to learn, you begin to learn a lot of stuff being around the environment that you are in. But some people say that you are a product, you are the product that you are or that you surround yourself, or the people you around, or you surround yourself with, something like that. Now, let me ask you a question. Like a month ago, I met you, and you were right there in the spot where you always stand where you can get their Wi-Fi, right? Because you need to get the Wi-Fi because your phone, you don't have a phone on. What was your situation at that time? Why were you there, and how did you get there? How did I get there? I... My situation was that when I, even when I didn't have a phone or when I knew I had a, you know, make a, a phone call or emergency call or a family member or a friend, when I was reaching, uh, having to reach out to somebody, I found a way, you know, to uh, give me a mobile phone that I can use for Wi-Fi to, I can, uh, so I can use to make uh, phone calls or text messaging. So I can reach out to uh, people. Because you had no money, right? For that? I have, well, at the time and moment right now, I um, don't have my mobile, my phone on at this moment, but I will, I'm working on that in the process of getting my phone. Okay, so you had decided, you had told me back then that you were out there, but that you were not, you're not really in the situation where. Uh, you have nobody, so you you choose to be outside and to be to uh, to live to live in a trap house and all that stuff to survive outside. But you do have relatives just in case if you made your decision. But you didn't want to be there with your relatives. Now at that time, how did you find when you find yourself outside? What are the things that you find yourself doing, and how did you survive outside? Um, I. On a basis, I tried to, on, on, a, on, on a daily basis, when I was going through a little struggle, when I was going through a struggle where, you know, I was having to find 
a place to stay or sleep at. And some nights, you know, I would, you know, I mean, sometimes I would just uh, communicate on my phone or try to try to uh, communicate with other people to get help or not only help, but I try, like, there are certain days where I didn't, there, certain, there were some, well, there were certain days I didn't get no sleep or, you know, I stood up one day, you know, one day before, you know, I stood up one whole day and got up in the, or was up the next day and ready for the next day and stuff like that. But I, um, but I, I can say that I managed with what I had. I, I knew how to be smart with, uh, you know, move, not only moving around in the, uh, in the neighborhood or the city, um, it's basically like you would normally like try to live your life a better way, you know, every day. I try to, I try to better, uh, so now, I try to better myself every day. Let me ask you something. You were talking about the trap house. Tell me about the trap house, how you found it and how you were living there. Tell me until you left. Mm, okay, until I left, I okay. When I originally found found the place to to like try to sleep at, well, well yeah, when I when I found this trap house that I that's called the neighborhood that I am from, I uh I had recently like real. I mean, I yeah, I had recently like begun like I began to think like I began to think like I should stay or I could stay try to stay here and try to get some sleep and some days and some nights and stuff like that. But I, uh, it wasn't always a decision that I wanted to do, but I, yeah, yeah I try to make, you know, I try to make ends meet to where I try to get, you know, somewhere to sleep at sometimes, or I try to like, uh, you know, uh, relax a little so bit after or they try found to like, out you know, that you were after you found they found out you were in there sleeping because the building was vacated but it wasn't abandoned it was just vacated and it was a nice place after they find it what happened they found out you were there okay well I wasn't okay well when they recently found out that like the window like one of the windows was open and or something like that and I guess they noticed that someone was likely go, likely uh, using the window to go in the house. So I'm believing I'm believing that maybe uh, you know someone uh, was thinking that maybe they should you know put up a board or 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 something to you know uh, put up a board up to block the window off from from having someone coming in. So. Uh, so when I found that out, I, um, I just realized that I had to make another, I had to, I, w I, I had to make another, like, plan, uh, in order to make something work for me to, uh, yeah, I had to make another plan for me. And what Actually, was that plan? After I noticed it. What did that plan turn out to be? Um, well, I was actually, well, my, my, one of my grand, well, my grandmother, my grandmother, she helped me from, uh, um, you know, trying to get some, like, I would go to my grandmother's house, like, early, like, early in the morning before, like, 
Sometimes my uncle would go to work, like like after my uncle was at work, and then I would go like sleep, like uh, like I would go to my grandma's to sleep for a couple hours. She would keep, she would bring me in the house, and I would you know uh, go there and eat and get some sleep and stuff like that. So I would like get, I, I and take a shower and stuff. So I would like yeah. So I would like get. I, I, that's what I was doing. That's what I'm, I'm doing. And that's what I was doing. I am doing. Now, okay, so now you told me, though, also on the street, when we talked, you showed me all kinds of connections you made with referral, with agencies that fed you. Name some of those places and what you get from them. How do they help you? Well, I mean, I went to one or few pantries, I mean, food pantries uh, before. And, um... Yeah, I went to a few uh, food pantries before, and um, there's this one food pantry on 40, uh, uh, I think 45th, I think 45th in Princeton, I believe, I, I don't know if I'm sure, um, yeah, so I'm, I, if I'm sure at 45th in Princeton, I, I know that one, but you, all you need is an ID and stuff, so just showing that your name and, and uh, your uh, your identity and stuff like that, like your your yeah, like the birthday and stuff. So, um, yeah. So basically, yeah. So that's where I worked at, at the beginning, like where I first started off, like uh, like learning and finding new. Well, when I started learning and finding new places, uh, where I can get food at, sometimes when I would go and go to food pantries. But well, when I decided, yeah, when I decided and, and went to food pantries to get food sometimes to to eat some days. Okay. Now, check this out. So from the time that I seen you, what was your whole, because we talked all the day, you were telling me about your dad, and I want to get into that, but I want to say, what was your goal for being outside and being there? What was your goal? What is your goal? <laughs> my goal was, I mean, my goal really was to make money, you know, I tried to, I tried to make uh, you know, to make money, I try to, uh, like, make a, uh, I try, I, 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 I try to do better things, you know, uh, I should say, like, every day, every day I try to make a way or a new plan to, uh, make a, make a way to make, uh, money, or I hustle a little bit, or, or, uh, I get some help from somebody, or, like, if I get some help from somebody that, that gets me a job somewhere, or, you know, like, I'm trying to get some help from people that I know that can give me a job some, uh, from time to time, so I, but I, I, I can, I can work with, yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, I can work with, yeah, I work with, yeah. And then, ultimately, what we, what do you want to do once you get a job and everything? You want to get your own apartment? You're gonna to want to work for somebody else, or you're gonna establish your own business? Well, I, I mean, I, well, one thing is for sure that uh, I do want to get me like my own apartment some uh, one day, and and uh, and get me my own uh, my own car, my own you know my own car one day, and um, and I would I would just you know I would just start at the beginning to I mean I would just start at you know, beginning to start my way up and, and, uh, you know, uh, do something better, you know, and, uh, yeah, just take it from there. Now, and, at that uh, time, I remember you were telling me about your dad, and now he has his own building, he has a business, carpet business, and I was telling you, you were telling me that he came back, 
that you freaked out, you didn't even realize it was him, and that he told you that he wants you to come home, that he wants you to work with him, he was going to pay you X amount every week, and that you'd be able to live there with him, and he has a trade, which is the carpet laying business, that you were going to, and that you, uh, and, but you were deciding, you didn't want to. What made you change your mind about doing this job? I mean, are you still going to do it? Because we talked the last time and you decided that you were going to do it. Because when you laid the plan down, you say you learned that it was going to be, you'll be able to save the money, don't pay no rent, you live there with him, and he'll teach you the carpet business, and uh, you were going to get your license and get a van and do your own business, which I told you was wonderful because you can make a lot of money. What are you going to do? Are you going to do that still or what? I... Um, I've been really thinking about everything and, uh, everything in the process of, you know, of changing my life around. And, uh, uh, like I want to say, and I want to talk to you about, um, I was saying that, uh, you know, this will be a perfect opportunity for me to change uh, my life around and to take a, take a, uh, you know, to take a new uh, to, to make a new, uh, how you say it, to make a new change, you know, to make a new change in my life, to, you know, change my life around, you know? You could be self-sufficient. You can have your own apartment. You could, you could end up buying your own house. See, because, like, what that offer your dad has given you, that's a that's a trade. To lay down carpeting, you could make a lot of money, man. So, you, I figure, I, I, my thing is that to tell you, maybe you don't want to really go for whatever reason, but I tell you, there's more reasons for you to go than not because that's your dad. He's going to trade you in a trade. I do, I do, I do, I do want to go. I, I've been deciding. I've been thinking a lot about it. You know, I just it's just been, you know, something big for me to decide because, you know, it comes down as, you know, I didn't expect this, you know what I'm saying? Like, but um, it, it's a big it's a big step and a big decision for me to make, you know, but I, I, I feel like... I feel like I am ready. I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I do feel like I am ready. Well, I want you to picture this. If you do that, because I know you have issues, you want to come back to the neighborhood. And I know what that means. I know how that feels because that's me. I was me too. It went away after a while. But now I got that feeling for that neighborhood where you're at. <laughs> I don't like being away from there. So the thing is. So, like, I, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my neighborhood. You know, I don't want to leave. But. I, I I I know I'll come back, you know. I but I, I it's just like the time the time I wouldn't be here, you know. Like Monday to Friday, I'll be out in Wisconsin working, and you know I wouldn't be here most of the time. I would be out there working, and then I would only come back. I would only be here probably on the weekends. Yeah, so you like come that. on the week. And listen, that's what I'm saying. Don't fight it. If you you don't have, to, it's not like you're going away from the neighborhood. It's like you you're going to accomplish your goal. You got a good opportunity right now. Consider what your dad offered you, like a trading program where you go and you stay inside. Look, at ninety days. In ninety days, you should be able to max. You should be able to get your dad should be able to t teach you everything about the carpeting, and you learn about the business, how to get contracts. You learn how to get a business loan. Now, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You do that, and you've been saving money. With assistance, with help, like the program I'm doing, I'm going to start now because you're the first person. But even though I'm, there's no, there's no, we're not, we're not, uh, we haven't got our not-for-profit yet. It's called Eric Solorio Gang Prevention Intervention. And 
uh, uh, ex-felon services because what it is is that they have to, there's a lot of good programs. They'll say, oh, yeah, go here, go there, and they don't give you no aftercare. They don't give you the help that you need to support after. So I could tell you this plan all you want, and then you go and start, but when you have problems and whatever you come, you may abandon it. There's more chances that you may be successful. If you got somebody you can talk online because the program is going to be online. But like I believe, like like now, yeah. like like now, I mean I believe, and now that I'm seeing it, not only seeing it with my own eyes, but I believe like now this is like a perfect time where I think that something you know good is coming out of something that's coming my way. You know, something good is coming is gonna come. You know, if I make, you know, something good is gonna come out of this if I make, like I make my right decision to, you know, change my life. I mean, not only change my life around, but to to feel. To feel good about you know what I'm doing and and, and everything else. You could actually you can actually what you can do is you could turn around, get the training from your dad, ninety days, whatever, learn all the, the stuff, and if you wanted to, you can go work for a company or you could start your own business. You see me, I think you're gonna start your own business because you're very sharp. You have you one thing is you don't have none of the addiction problems, you don't got tattoos all over you. You're not in a gang. You were able to resist being in a gang, but you, even though you're in a dangerous area and can't be mistaken for a gang, and you have you have e economic uh, ideas, you 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 know how to uh, uh, manage your money, which is important. You know the the you know the value of being to make money honestly. You know the value of being a citizen, which you got a voter's card, which is important, and with a little training. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Over the line, what you is going to be me and you. But with anybody else, I'm saying, do you think the kind of program like that would be good? I just think, I, I mean, I just think that it would, everything will work fine. You know, I just think that if I do, if I take this trade job, uh, you know, to do this carpeting work, I, I believe that everything will, will work, you know, for me. I believe that, you know, I, I would be making good money. I know that I would be making good money. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, it would be, it would be a start for me. It would be a start for me to to start off on what I'm trying to, uh, you know, what I'm uh, about. Yeah, like to start off on what I'm trying to fulfill my dreams of. Right. You know, I'm trying to fulfill my dreams of. So what I'm trying to say is this. You're right at the door. All you got to tell your dad is, yeah, and you can go off and take care of your business, make your money and make this come through within 90 days. By the end of this year, by the end of this year, you could have your own business running. I will help you. I would help you. I don't know everything, but I will look to is everything's online and you read. So I will help you and show you how to start the I know how to start the little business, but I mean to for you to do it legal and everything. But to start it, you could start it easy. Okay, you need a van. You need a, a, a decent sized van that would hold carpeting and uh you need uh, the, the 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 jobs. That's nothing. I could man. I could hook. We could. You know, jobs will come, but uh, on a professional level, where you can get contracts and you can get employees too, to work. You know, you can make a lot of money. Yeah. All these buildings that are building condos and and all these buildings are going up. They need carpeting. You could be getting carpeting contracts mm -hmm. on your own. Make your own business and make it legal. You know, that costs about $1,500. I got the age. I know the people in the agencies that that do that, that do that work online. It is all real. Everything is good. 
and they manage it too. You could do the whole business online and not worry about nothing. Any bills and everything gets taken care of by an online secretary. And you could make a lot of money. Well, that's cool. Uh, I told you, you get your business, you get your, you get your business credit for the your business, and you you get the carpeting. You get the carpeting. Oh yeah, why? Well, I mean, what I was gonna say was, um, uh, I might have to charge my phone soon. Okay, well let's go uh, to a dead. Let's go into a runs out. What happened to the charger? Did we meet? We you got? I I didn't really get to uh, like charge it. Uh, I didn't get to, I didn't get to really uh, charge it that much. That's why you always got to keep that up on charge. So let me ask you a question, personal, like this, right here on open. So this program that I'm talking about, Eric Solorio Gang Prevention Intervention and Ex-Felon, uh, Ex-Offender Services, Online Services. What do you think about a program, like I told you, that, that will say a person's in trouble, not only help them get off the street, not, even, not only just tell them to go to the shelter, but they would be able to, to right there, get them shelter in a hotel room or somewhere so they can get off the street and help them if they need any issues, whatever issues they are, we can help them and give them a hand. Or they're concerned. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I, uh, I went to a shelter once before, but um, I tried it, but like I ate there once before and I ate, you know, some food there one time and I went there and, but I, I, I just had like, when I remember, like I, I had, I had changed my mind of, like I had one day just like changed my mind of staying there because of the, like I just felt, I just didn't feel like I don't know, I, I just changed my ways of like feeling comfortable there, you know. You didn't like it. Like being around everybody and showering with everybody. It was and more like, like an institution you know, being in jail. Yeah, it's like almost like that. And then you're sharing beds with, with people. Like I, like you're sleeping with people, like a lot of people around you. And it's like, I don't know, I couldn't do so, it. So say a program came up instead and you had the opportunity to call them and say, listen, I'm homeless. I need, and this is the reason, blah, blah, blah. And that program, that people will connect you right there. You stay on the line. They will find a place around there or you know a place where they rent. And they will connect with those people and pay them so you can stay. And you'll be part of the program. You don't have to pay nothing. And then we help you. And, and a lot of times, you know, and another thing, uh, another thing, uh, a lot of times, uh, it's hard to... Um, it's hard to trust a lot of people around you that, you know, that are around you. And, um, yeah, so that's probably like, I mean, one of the main, one of the reasons why I had changed my mind of staying at a shelter one time, because I felt like, you know, it wasn't probably maybe a good idea for me to stay there. Right. Right. Well, because it, do you believe it was unsafe for you? Or, I mean, that and just, like, you shower with all the people. I don't know 
I don't know what may happen. You know, saying anything. I mean, anything can happen. I don't know who. I don't know who is who. Who is who? Nobody knows each other, so it's like I don't know. It's hard for to trust. You think you would have a better experience if? Would you prefer having going to a program that is a? Would you prefer going to a, a halfway house? I mean, to a shelter, like you said, or having a room paid for you where you can be at peace. And work your program with the with the company that whatever agency is online helping you, helping you get everything, even the job. What do you think? Which one? Well, I mean, I I would like to have a room. You know, I mean, I would like to have you know something to you know um to uh you know a room to sleep in and and uh, I don't know, like I it would be it would be more it would be more. It would be more of a good choice to. Uh, it would be more of a good choice to make that decision to, you know, to get a room and and get a place to sleep at and and have a place ready for you or like paid for or right, stuff like that or something like that. Help you get a job, let you get on your feet for about six months without paying rent or a year, or whatever, until you save enough money. But the person got to work with us because if they don't, they get they get they can't be a part of the program. You'd get a bus pass provided every month in whatever city you're at, wherever they got buses or trains. It would have the city, suburban, and metro lines. <clears throat> if you needed to go to inpatient treatment, we would hook you up with inpatient treatment in whatever city. Once you finish that program, you come back out, you have your apartment, and you can, you can uh, continue with the program. They'll help you with not only with the bus pass to get jobs, and they'll give you a stipend every week, maybe like 150 or $200. Every client has to get a card that's called Cash App that's on your phone. This cat. Uh, that's on your phone to get payments. So we would give you payments over the phone for like uh, whatever stipend, 150 to keep you alive. You understand? Keep you in the game. Mm-hmm. Or even... even well, I was say was... Uh- and if you don't have, if the person don't have a cell phone their own, we could we could do so we could work with that too, so they can have a cell phone or, or one of these little uh, uh, um, iPads, so they can look for work. We can give them. We'll train them. Also, we'll train you also in. We'll train people on entrepreneurship, how to make money straight off their phones at, with apps and with companies that are online. I got it, man. I, I, I listen, bro. I, I could get anybody who does what I do. They can make $200 a day easy on lap cat and his money. It's not no bullshit. I've been getting paid. Mm-hmm. What I was going to say was, um, I mean, uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, my phone, my phone is going to be 2% and I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of going by my aunt's house real quick to go uh, over Real quick, so I could see if I could charge my phone over. All right, well, do that while you're walking. Keep talking to me. Well, my phone, my phone's one percent. All right, well, go ahead and charge it up, and uh, give me a call later. All right, I'm gonna send. Because, I mean, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call you back anyway. I'm gonna send. You, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you the link for this uh this broadcast right here, so you can hear it. All right. 
Because it'll be right. public. Anybody in the world can see, hear my broadcast right now here. Because this is real life. So everybody listen to this broadcast. This is live right now with a real person. His name is Little C. Little C, how old are you again? Little C. Well, I believe he's 23. His phone died out. He's going to go walk to his grandmother's house and get his charge, his phone, and probably eat. Or maybe I'll talk to him tomorrow, but you, I will continue on with this case we're here with Little C because this is going to be my first case that I'm going to document. I've been doing a lot of other work with other people, but I didn't document it. So I'm going to document this one uh, with the radio, through this radio broadcast, and also I am going to do a documentary on-camera video when I return to Chicago with Little C so we can learn the history of how this kid who's homeless by choice right now for whatever reason, and he's making his living out in the street, and he's sleeping in places he can find. They call them trap houses. Uh, he, does, he's, he doesn't do any drugs. He's drug-free. Uh, he's, 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 he has the opportunity to get a job with his dad, get paid, and learn how to do carpeting. So I got to give him some encouragement over the phone and, uh, and ideas, and then that's not it. See, this case work here, this is real casework. Once we get you, once we get you, we help you all the way. So there's a lot of programs. Like one I was just watching, and it was from a movie that came out. And let me see, I can't remember the movie, but I'm gonna save that movie later because I'm supposed to meet the guy whose life it was based on and who was the he's a producer now. So he's in Chicago, and somebody out here in South Dakota knows him. And what it is was that I noticed even boot camp trains you and everything, but once you come out. You ain't got no support. I notice that there's very little support. If there's no strong family support, you got no support either. Or by yourself, you have no support. And then the chances of you going back are more. When you already been trained and you got an exercise and a plan, all you need is help to boost. And this program will provide that kind of boost, even financial boost. I mean, I'm, we're, we're trying to see at least 150 a week for anybody participating to help them get on the boost. A bus pass, a train pass, anything, any kind of pass they need in whatever kind of city. Because this is online. We could talk to you anytime. Like right now, is in the morning. I'm talking to this kid at almost... Three in the morning. He's in Chicago. I'm in South Dakota. And that's the job. So I'm going to be hiring people for this. I'm making a not-for-profit. Well, my cousin's making a not-for-profit. Her name is Rochelle Solorio. She's got all kinds of executive and financial, all that stuff. But main thing is her brother. This is in memory of her brother, who was a fallen Chicago police officer named Eric Solorio. All right? He was my cousin, too. And I learned a lot about the Chicago Police Department, about the officers. And my, my cousin was one of the officers to try to help people on the street, kids and stuff. And he even tried to help some of my family members. He died in 2006. He was 26. So this program is going to be an honor and memorial to him. But it's going to be dealing with helping kids and helping people before. It's going to be prevention. Help people before they get caught up. Help people if they get caught uh, and after. So if you get caught up, you can still you can still deal with us. And we are definitely going to implement tattoo removal service with this program. You know, even if we have to encounter wherever you're at, we'd have to, wherever you're at in whatever city, we're going to find places like major, major cities. You're Compton. Compton, uh, you're talking about New York, you're talking about Connecticut, you're talking about New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, 
Missouri, wherever there's gang, California, North and South Dakota, I mean, wherever there's gangs, even starting small gangs, we could help even agencies, okay? We could subcontract. We could help agencies in different different courts because we're I, I got training for court advocate. I've been a court advocate, juvenile court, and adult court. I've been a drug counselor. I have a certificate for that. I have a, just, just, just uh, associates. You know, and I'm just saying those things there, but the people who I'm going to use and the people I'm really looking for, people who have actual experience, even if you've been convicted and even if you're on uh, felony parole right now or probation, because as long as you, if you're, if you're really about change and you got some knowledge you want to spit and you're good at talking and helping people, you got that motive, we'll train you. I'll train you. I will train you and you will make money on your phone over the line. Okay, or any electronic device. And if, for instance, you're in, let's just say you're in Fargo or you're in Sioux Falls. There's a lot of stuff happening in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I got a problem with gangs and stuff. Say you're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You need help. You call the line. We get everything in Sioux Falls because I'm going to, we're going to have, in Sioux Falls area, we have the guy who started the tattoo removal program and he's famous and he got the program going on. It's somewhere in, in South Dakota. So those people can go to him to get that service. And there's other people in different places like New York or wherever, Florida, wherever you're at. They got those services. We will plug in with them so that we can provide people with the tattoo removal service wherever you're at. And I'm going to talking about including Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Guam, the Marshall Islands, uh, St. Thomas, St. Croix, Virgin Islands, all of that. As long as you're in the United States, we could do it. All right. So and and since we don't have no building, I'm not buying. We're not buying no building, physical building. We're not buying no physical, just like electronic work that we're going to have to use. And we're going to hire online secretary. And my cousin, she's certified uh, accountant and everything. She's going to handle all the financing. She's a director because she's found she's the founder. So it'll be all online. And uh, like I say, you see this video, this uh, uh, this broadcast here. This is a real broadcast. This is live, you know. So by doing that, by cutting out the physical places and cutting out actual um, employees, we're going to cut out the physical place, have online with a website. The employees will be independent contractors, which mean we pay, the program pays you all the money that you earn, whatever that position pays, whatever that service pays, we'll pay you all and you have to submit an independent contract uh, proposal and then you have to submit your own taxes to the state and the federal government. So you're responsible for all your state taxes, all of that stuff. We're you're not you're just we're gonna go with independent contractors, and we just pay you a flat fee, and you take care of the rest. This is not gonna have nothing with medical or none of that stuff. This is just flat fee. You pay your own. You pay your taxes and everything else out of your money, and the money's gonna be good. It's not gonna be bullshit. So it's not gonna be like we're giving you ten, fifteen thousand or twenty thousand, okay, to start. I mean, we're talking about at least at least to start thirty. Thirty thousand to start. And that goes you could have you could have uh you could you the, the credentials you don't have to have any. But if you do have them, that's gonna of course count for more pay 
So, I mean, with experience. But if you don't have none, and you, I, I tell you, and you're ex-con, whatever, or you've been in jail, and you, you've you been doing this probably for a while, and you ain't never did no job, can't get no job, but you just do it out of your heart, man, give me a call, man. 773-502-3275. 773-502-3275. I'm interested in brothers over there in California, okay, like Los Angeles, and pardon me, brother, brothers, because I don't really know all the different areas because there's more than Los Angeles, but Compton and all these other places, uh, definitely give me a call. I've been seeing you on YouTube and I've been hearing about you. There's a lot of solid brothers out there. They're doing work. Uh, out there, you know, and I could use you because we can do better. We could do more work, and you can get paid from this from uh, as an independent contractor. Like I said, I, if you, I don't care what kind of crime you've been committed of, uh, committed of, except of course we're not we can't deal with people uh, those that are pro- prohibited by law. Say, say what sex crimes and stuff like that. We that would not be. But I mean. Anything else other than that, yeah, definitely because you're going to be dealing with kids and people on the street, and that can't be. But so you'll be talking, man. I mean, this is a very, this is going to be done. So the program is going to be official right now. I thought it was going to be in February, but it looks like it's going to be officially incorporated as a not for profit within a few months. Maybe two months is going to be official because we got a, we got I secured a personal loan for fifteen hundred right now for fifteen hundred dollars and that covers that covers the the filing the fee for an online agency that uh I forgot the name but it's real popular forgot what it is not GoDaddy. yeah that's the website where i think i'm going to use but they handle every freaking thing for starting businesses whether they're a private business or not for profit they teach you they do all the paperwork it's all online you submit the forms you pay them it's like fifteen hundred dollars and not only that do they get it they get everything certified from the in the pin number everything from the federal government from the state government all the not-for-profit paper documents that you need to buy things for tax not-for-profit they they put down the name of the of the person that is the director to all the boards and what if you're doing a not-for-profit you do not use personal loans you get business business cards a business uh, credit and it's way different so there's another agency that i hire that handles that is going to handle everything for the business everything for the business how to get clients every everything all right how to get business credit that if anything happens is it they it, it goes to the business nobody could su- be sued then uh so it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty decent i know it's gonna run right i've been looking i've been involved in this stuff for a long time i've been involved with since i was i was born into the gangs so harrison jensen land kings my families were and then i became a gent that was in chicago in, in the in late 79 i became a gent and this was going on since the 60s 50s and my uncles were involved so i mean I'm looking at helping people that come out of jail that I know because I come out of prison before and I had no support. I mean, they'll tell you the pros are oh, go here, go there and that. And but, you know, and sometimes they may give you a bus pass, but it's hard to get all that kind of stuff, especially when you're depressed coming out of the penitentiary. So we want to if we can get a hold of these guys. Look, I did one job with a guy. 
I did a job. He was a Harrison job. I'd never even seen him. I was walking and I was doing good. I was coming from something, but I was on good. And I seen him. We're talking. Hey, what's up? And he goes, oh, yeah, what's the job? He goes, oh, you know, such and such. I said, yeah. I said, man, what's up, man? I'm, he goes, oh, man, I'm going to turn myself in, man. Fuck that. I'm turning myself in. And I'm going to go back to the joint and finish my parole. I said, what's the problem? He said, man, I got on a parole, but I kept on, I was, I've been getting high and this and this and that. Now my parole agent, uh, Miss Fox, is looking for me. They're gonna they're gonna lock me up. So I might as well just turn myself and go do my time. I said, Whoa, hold on, bro. Why are you gonna go do your time, man? When you can stay out here, because they were telling them something. I think he was a drug program or something. No, no, he didn't know what they were gonna do. They're gonna take him. Forget that. Then so I you so I said, Wait, you got Miss Fox? I said, Yeah. I said, You got a number right there? He said, Yeah. I said, Call her. He called her. I said, he's called her. I called Miss Fox. Miss Fox, this is Joey Carrillo. Guess what? Because I knew Miss Fox. Miss Fox was my parole agent. She had to come and get me when they were looking for me one time. She came and got me from my aunt's house on Harding and North Avenue and took care of me and drove me and gave me a lot of, telling me a lot of good stuff. It took me to the joint and even let me have my clothes and saved it. Uh, I took my clothes back to the joint. My, my She took my clothes back to my aunt's house. Because I had leather coat with all kinds of stuff and helped me when I got out. So I told her, hey, listen, I got your guy here. He's with me. Such and, such. and this is right. She goes, listen, Joey, tell him that if he goes, here's a number right here. I said, no. She goes, if, tell him that if, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he goes to a drug program, here's the address, your number, and all this other stuff. If he goes in it now, today, without BS, I won't, I won't, I won't execute the warrant he got. He had a warrant from the IDOC. And what I'll do is uh, I, 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 I'll make it where he's going to the program. And she talked to him and everything. And the man made the decision there to do it. And he did it. Guess what? The man changed his whole life. I've heard of him through the grapevine. He's in Southern Illinois somewhere working on the, on the barges. He's made a life. He got married. He got kids. He got everything. So yeah, it's about decisions. It's about people helping you make those decisions sometimes, support to help you make them, especially when you can do them, when they can see you can do them. See, sometimes you need people to tell you that you can do something or point out talents that you may not know. People who say, oh, I can't do nothing, I don't know nothing. But guess what? Get someone to talk to you this, that knows, like me. I could, By the time I question you and finish and everything, I could convince you that you know I convince you the truth that you have a talent in whatever it is. Because you talk to people, what do you like, what you do, this and that. You observe them if you're observing them. Uh, because this will be online, but it'll be face-to-face. -face. It's not going to be just talking. It'll be face-to-face -face where you can see, we, I can see the person, they can see me, and we'll create an atmosphere. So the program will be good, will definitely be great. Um, other than that, then I'm going to cut it short because I'm going to be getting another call from the little C from Chicago, who is a 23-year-old homeless kid trying to make a, trying to change his life. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, I think it's 13 or something like that of the Chicago Guerrilla Journalist uh, radio show.